All of the meal kits from Dinner Affair are chef-prepared using only the most delicious high-quality ingredients. Dinner Affair meal kits are designed to go directly into the freezer. Less waste, more taste. No prep needed. Everything is ready to cook as needed. Guarantee quick meals. No standing for an hour prepping and cooking or heading to the grocery store. Now go and spend quality time with your loved ones. And what they've done for the month of April at Dinner Affair, Don, a lot of people said, listen, what about adding some slow cooker recipes? Yeah, that's a great idea. They've done that. Slow cook South Carolina pulled pork sandwiches. Oh, that sounds good. You set it in the morning, and when you are ready to eat with the family uh, later that evening, you're ready to go. Dish as delicious as it is easy to prepare. Juicy, tangy, savory pork pairs perfectly with the potato buns and Carolina-style barbecue sauce. You know, we talk about with Dinner Affair how everything comes that you'll need for that particular meal. And uh, with the slow-cooked South Carolina pulled pork sandwiches, you get your you get your potato buns, too. Which, listen, right now you can't no find kidding. buns anywhere. No kidding. So that's great. $30 off your first order. Use the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Promo code is CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, dinneraffair.com. Hey, it's Paula Holler Baker, and I live in Denver, North Carolina. Caddy and I go way back to when we were St. Stephen's High School Indians in Hickory. We even go back further than that, actually. We had lots of fun back then and have always kept in touch. I'm excited to spend time with Caddy and his fabulous wife, Donna, twice a week. So here's Caddy and Donna with my second act. Love you, friend. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. And my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I am in awe of everything that's blooming right now. You know, it's like amidst all of the um, sadness and sad news, it's so like to, uh, here in Atlanta, and I'm sure in most places where it's warm right now, although I know I just saw in Denver it's snowing again, which is crazy. But right now, everything's blooming a lot of pollen, but it's just beautiful. Like, I, you know, when I'm working in, you know, my isolation, I look out the back window and I see these beautiful flowers like blooming. Makes you happy. I saw a colored bird. A colored bird? The other day. Well, I'm colorblind. I don't oh. know. I think it was maybe, is there a like a, a teal bird of some sort? You're asking the wrong person. A blue bird? I don't know. Maybe. Was- yeah, maybe. I've seen a couple of cardinals. And cardinals are supposed to be um, people from your past like resurrected coming back as a bird. So every time I see a cardinal, I think it's my dad. Cause I'll see oh, him. I know beautiful. I'll see him like sitting on the, um, on like the top of the trampoline. And I'm thinking my dad would not get on a trampoline, but at any rate, you know, it's just, it's like, so it, I mean, right now you're just, again, looking for little teeny tiny bright spots in the day. Winks. Yeah. Little Easter winks. eggs. Yeah. Winks from God. All right. What was your core 57 hype song on the way? Here today to the Appen Media Group on North Main Street in Alfreda, Georgia. Uh, continuing along with this theme, my um, hype song was Harry Styles, mm-hmm. and it was um, Treat People with Kindness. I love the song. There's no way you can listen to the song. It's kind of Indian Bollywood influenced, but it is just, the, it sounds like the Beatles, but like it is a great song. It will make you so happy to hear it. And it's off the um, his new album, which is called Fine Line. And um, Charlotte and I are supposed to be going to see Harry Styles in July. And she just is like, Mom, what if we can't go see him? And I'm like, we'll find him somewhere on tour and go. Well, he'll reschedule like that. Yeah, I know. He's quarantined in California right now. Yes. He was supposed to go back. To London. To, to stay with his family, you know, stay at, at, at home. And the day before, the 
president closed the borders, I think, the day before he was supposed to leave yes. and fly. And I so saw he's, where he's checking on his mum every day. Yeah. That that album, I want to say this, that project from Harry Styles is very good. It is so good. Harry Styles was a former member of One Direction, One D. Yes. Um, and I, I've spoken, but we've spoken before about how our, our, our kids are, are great influences on us with their music styles. And Charlotte, who was our youngest, who was 14 years old, she started, she's obsessed with Harry Styles and I love to watch it because, you know, she's, it's kind of like her first crush. Yes. And that actor that she loves too. Yes. I can't think of what his name Timothy is. Timothy something from. Oliphant? Oh, I can't remember. Little Women? Yes. Um. So to see her talk about these guys, you know, know. she's so 14, cute. such a sweet, innocent, you know, crush. But It was like me with Sean Cassidy. Okay. So Charlotte turned me on to that project and we would, would come home from school in the afternoons in carpool. Right. And it's got like the songs that sound like, I mean, this is not pop star Harry Styles. It's got songs that remind me of Neil Young. I know. That remind me of CCR. I know. That, um, this one, I swear you'll, when you hear it, you know, you listen to it on our Spotify playlist you'll think you're kind of listening to like a Beatles outtake. It's He's super talented. And you know what? The, he, we had already added a Nile Horn song from One Direction to the playlist. And um, I, I liked One Direction, you know, but kind of like in that, you know, boy band type of way, both of them are supremely talented. I mean, you know, and it, again, another example of hopefully with our Spotify playlist, you're finding things that you might have never given a second listen to, but we have, and we're suggesting them for you. So what's your core 57 hype song? I am revisiting Kanye West. Oh, why? Okay. Jesus is King. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And specifically closed on Sunday. Yeah. Which has that line. Well, it's not, well, it does have the line in it. Closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one with the lemonade. Yes. But if you if you really take a deep dive into the lyrics, I'm not going to do that right now. But I just want to share a couple of lines with you from Closed on Sunday from Kanye, which is my hype song. Uh, hold the selfies, put the gram away, get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Closed on Sunday, you're my Chick-fil-A, you're my number one with the lemonade. Raise our sons, train them in the faith. Through temptations, make sure they're wide awake. Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture. We nobody's slave. Yeah. Yep. Kanye. Kanye found God. Chick fil A. You know how they haul that. At the end of the <laughs> yeah. Song. Yeah. So the, the whole the, the whole project from Kanye is great. Jesus is Lord. It's a good one. It really isn't. And, and then again, King, right? Jesus is King. Another example of if you've never listened to Kanye and you've only you only know him from Gold Digger or any of that stuff, um, that's a good project. It really is. Um, sometimes you have to give artists a, a second listen or a third listen, you know? We'll add both songs to the Core 57 Caddy and Donna Hype Song playlist on Spotify. You can find it there. Core 57 Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Check out the virtual class schedule. All virtual workouts are on the Facebook Live page, and you can reach out to Colleen at Core 57 and ask to join the virtual community and support local. You need to work out. You need to continue socialization, even if it's online and using Zoom and things like that. So uh, check out the Spotify Hype Playlist. Thank you, Colleen and Core 57, for your support of my second act. We do realize the new listeners of the pod are rolling in every day, especially right now. Um, we're, we're seeing in the headlines the radio industry with massive furloughs and layoffs and, and pay cuts, 10 to 20%, some of them. Um, 
Yeah, I think all media is taking, you know, a hard hit. And both of us have worked in media our entire lives. And some don't know this. I just, I also wanted to say, you know, Donna and I worked at Kix together. We met at Kix 101.5. You were in the sales department and I've always been on air and we met there and um, we started working together on key accounts with endorsements and things like that. And so Donna knows radio much better than I do actually. So that's why when we have conversations about radio, you have two people that are bringing different perspectives to, maybe. to the, to the, to the conversation. Well, and I've all, and, and I know you have too, but I've always worked in media, even prior to working at the radio station, I worked for a record company distributor and worked for, um, a PR company that, you know, did nothing but media events. So I've never not worked in media and it's a really challenge. It's a challenging time for everyone. I don't mean this like media is taking a bigger hit than anyone else, but right now a lot of our friends in radio are being furloughed and furloughs are coming and, regardless of what industry you work in, I have been saying to a lot of people, I feel like I've said it a lot lately to different people and throughout conversations, after you being fired in July, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. And I mean that honestly. You know, sometimes when people get laid off, you say, oh, well, you know, that person, probably not during this time, but, you know, in the past you might have said, oh, that person deserved it or karma's, you know what, but getting laid off, is um, financially devastating. It is um, emotionally devastating. And we've been through it. We have. And we went through it in July. And it is a really, really tough thing to go through. And um, I think probably on future episodes of the pod, we'll kind of talk about, because it is kind of the new world order right now, but what you can do to kind of keep yourself going during it's that such period. It's emotional. It's, it's financially hard. Draining. Yeah, it is. But I think more so than that, it's emotionally. It is. Draining. Um, it is. So, so while there are so many legs of, of the media taking hits right now, um, and we can only speak to radio specifically, but podcasting has actually seen huge spikes. Yes. Because you're able to listen when you want to, and like radio. Yeah, and we appreciate it. We appreciate everyone who always, you know, shares about our podcast and social media. Um, we We liken ourselves to a small business. We are. We started over after you were fired, and this is your second act. And I also have another job because we have to have benefits, just like everyone who's listening. So um, we not only appreciate our sponsors' support, but we appreciate our listeners' support. It means the world to us. Unlike radio, you can listen on your own time whenever you you know whatever you're doing. Maybe you you've got that one part of the day when you're able to escape the kids and, and, and your spouse and just go find a corner and read a book or check yeah, out, you know, go, maybe for, go listen, for a walk, listen to know? a podcast. Yeah. And we understand many begin, you know, the podcast journey with the most recent episode. And if that's you, we say hi and welcome. But when you have time, remember you can go back to episode one from July 7th, uh, January 7th when we launched and, uh, and listen to any time you'd like because podcasts never go away and you can stop and you can pick up later and you can. Yeah. Um, we've only been going three months. We've come a long way from that first one. So uh, welcome. So I need a, a haircut. I'm jealous mm -hmm. of all these men I see on social media whose wives are hairstylists or cut hair. Okay, I've told you numerous right, times. Right, but you don't have a license. You don't have a license this from is the where board of, of haircuttery. Half these half the hairdressers don't. Oh. But at any rate, I this is where I thrive. Because is as it? you know, I fancy myself as a cosmetologist. As a pimple popper. Correct. As a hair cutter. Um, I've never, I've seen you pimp popples, uh, pimp. Pop pimples. Pop pimples. And I've seen you do the other thing. Cut. I've never seen you cut hair. I cut Charles' hair. When? I cut uh, three weeks ago. Uh, that's true. You took some off the ends. Yeah. Okay. No, I can do yeah, this. Yeah, but I. Just let me no. do it. No. 
No. It's a and trust tree. Fall backwards. I will not do that with, with a pair of scissors in your hands. Well. So um, listen, I have, I'm coloring my own hair. You are. You, 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 Olivia has tried to help. A well, bit. Charlotte did one round. Olivia did another round. And now I need a third round. Here's the problem. I have very thick hair. And, you know, what people don't understand about coloring hair is you do the roots, but then you've got to do this maneuver with and anyone who gets their hair colored knows exactly what I'm talking about right now. You've got to slide the 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 other end of the comb in and flip it over to get like your roots all the way down. And if you have gray hair, it's really stubborn. You've got to leave it on a long time. So, I mean, I am just like the thing that I think about are the hairdressers who are going to, and I know they're really hurting. That whole industry is hurting right now, but they're going to be printing money when this is over because can you imagine how jacked up all of our hair is going to be? And they're going to have to go back and do an entire like color correction. Like basically, because everybody's trying to do it. Oh my God. And I've got like, I'm not even using the same brands. I've got like Clairol to the left, L'Oreal to the right. I mean. <laughs> Different flavors. I'm like that. What's that song? To the left, to the left. <laughs> I got my box of Clairol to the right, to the right. You disappeared the other night for like two hours, and I found you sitting on the bathroom because you had to leave the, your color in. Yes, and you were just sitting there scrolling through TikTok videos or something. Ridiculous. I thought that you, I went to check on you because I thought that something, you know, I don't know. Thank you. Something nefarious happened in the bathroom. Yes, you know, no, just sitting so there. I need a haircut, and this is the this is the truth. I had to ask you what day it was yesterday. And I had no idea before yeah. I asked you, and I bet this has happened to you listening right now. Uh, Cause it's happening to all of us because we just don't know what day it is. Yeah. I even sat in the office trying to figure it out for, a for like 10 a minute. minutes, not that long, <laughs> but I was like, okay. And I was stuck on, I was stuck. I had no freaking idea what day of the week it was. I think I can help you out. Here's what I'm going to do. I saw this great meme and it's so true. You remember when you were little and you wore the little underoos that said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? But your mom had to keep them up. Well, they're granimals. Yeah. And have them on the right day. So I'm going to take a Sharpie to your unders. Why? I'm going to label them Monday, Tuesday. Oh, so I can always check. You know, I could check my iPhone, my calendar. Right. But you can check around. I can just check your unders. Check my unders. Yeah. All right. I'll do that for you. So this is truly an escape for us when we're able to come in here, especially now, and come into the studio and shut the studio door and just escape from it all, everything, uh, from the kids to pollen to the pandemic. And we hope that you also find this to be uh, an escape. And we wanted to begin by offering up two follows on social media that have really uh, – <laughs> They're just funny. They make me laugh. Well, one's funny. One's inspirational. Mine's a funny one. And I'll lie in bed, lay in bed, lie in bed, lay in bed. What is it? I used to have to worry about this stuff. My grammar when I was on radio, but I, I don't think you're lying. I have horrible gram- Are you grammar. Li- no, you don't. Oh, I do. Are you lying? I don't know the in difference. In I don't know. Donna anyway. and I and me and Donna and what to use it, when. It's Donna and I. Always? Always. Is it? Yes. Okay. I never I had I had Mrs. Uh, Steelman. Okay. For grammar in those formative years. Anyway, though. I will sit in bed and just scroll <laughs> this particular account and just laugh and laugh and laugh. And the account on Instagram, he's going viral now because he's trending everywhere on TikTok. Yes, they found him on TikTok. He just hit 1 million followers on Instagram. His name is Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan was born in Memphis, uh, lives now in Chattanooga. You... You would know if I could, we'll put a picture in the newsletter this weekend, but if I could, uh, and, and all the information about both follows in the letter, but if I could post a picture right now on your 
device, whatever you're listening to. You'd be like, oh, yeah. I know him. Yeah. He's really short. He's like 4'11". Yep. And you know him um, from Murphy Brown, Boston Legal, uh, American Horror Story. In a handful of the seasons, Leslie Jordan had uh, roles in American Horror Story from uh, Ryan Murphy. I know him from Will and Grace, where he plays Beverly Leslie. Now, yeah. Beverly Leslie is the alter ego, maybe, of, of Karen Karen Walker on yeah. the show. Um, Beverly Leslie is very pretentious, and he's sexually ambiguous. And one of his most famous lines uh, is Karen Walker. I thought I smelled gin and what is it? hang on. Karen Walker, I thought I smelled gin and regret. <laughs> She's standing there at a bar. <laughs> on TikTok, though, uh, Leslie Jordan has become, and I'm going to say this, and this is going to cause us to have an E rating. Yeah. Because I, you just can't do this, though, without, you can't, can't do it justice without saying the word. And it's not a horrible word, but um, on TikTok, he's a guy that goes, well, shit. What are y'all doing? <laughs> and he's just sort of laying on his pillow. Funny, funniest guy. Propped up on his pillow. And he's got a great Southern draw, too. He does. And anybody, it, Southern people like <laughs> men with Southern draws are just so funny. And he's just so like, well, shit. Yeah, what y'all doing? What are y'all doing? <laughs> doing? He, draws, he, he, he pulls out, you know. The lines, you know, speeches he stretches out a little bit funny. with the southern his southern dialogue. Very funny. The Leslie Jordan on Instagram is his Instagram account, but he's all over TikTok. With not only the well, blah, yeah, but the kids are now pulling all different lines from he posts. He does what he calls pillow talk. Yeah, pillow talk on his Instagram account, and he tells stories about him acting. Some of the stories are crazy are. that he tells. <laughs> they are. You have to say one of them. I saw I saw something on social media. It was an old clip of him. And I think it was on the Wendy Williams show. And he's been sober for a long, long time. Yes. Uh, but he was just a handful. Yeah. And he admits that. He, he you know, he owns that. He, yeah. He's he's sober and is is uh isolating right now with his mother in yes. Chattanooga. Now he's no <laughs> spring chickens. I can't imagine how old his mother is. But I saw him tell the story. He's been sober for 13 years. And one time in L.A., one of many times, he, he got thrown in jail for drinking and driving or something. And he shared a cell with Robert Downey Jr., who was also a little messed up in, in, in the jail. Yeah. And then they later both appeared on Ally McBeal. Yeah. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. couldn't place where they had met before. It's like, I know I met you at a party yes. or something. <laughs> He's like, no, I, and he, I, I don't think that he ever said anything to Robert Downey Jr. But I was, could see him saying, no, we met in jail. Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my follow, and it's just for fun. It's to make you laugh, to make you smile. Uh, the Leslie Jordan, L-E-S-L-I-E, on Instagram, and you're seeing him all over TikTok. God bless him. Yeah. He also just, um, just in the past week landed a gig on uh, uh, Fox for a new show. It's yeah. not a pilot. This is a straight-to-series show uh somebody cat k-a-t but i i saw that in the past couple of days so he's uh also going to be back on fox television so that's my follow follow one yeah so mine is um a friend of ours actually um it's big kenny from big and rich and his instagram is um at big kenny tv live or at big kenny tv i think it's at big kenny tv i don't think it's live 
Anyway. <laughs> Are you sure you follow the right one? You're following yeah, no, the right one? No, I don't. Are you actually I'm, following Big Kenny Elephant? Yes, I am. I'm looking at my notes, and I don't know if the live is for something else or if it's, yeah. <laughs> you have horrible, I love you more than anything in the world, but you have the, and you admit this, but you have the worst handwriting. I know, I but do. But you'll make notes for the for, for an episode of the podcast. I know. And I'll, I, I'm the one that kind of puts it all together in what we call the ROS to run a show. Which often every episode goes out the window, which is fine. It's Big Kenny TV. The live okay. is not part of it. I don't know where the live came from, <laughs> but you made some notes for me to put into the run of show for an episode not too long ago, and I had to go back in and I back know. to you and say, "Listen, I have no idea." And you even were like, "Ah, I'm I don't not know quite what sure that what that says. is." Well, okay. So anyway, so it's, it's big at Big Kenny TV, and um, and that's well, on Instagram. That's on Instagram. And here's what you know: how you have like your little bio thing, you yeah. know, underneath it. Here's what Big Kenny says. And this is going to tell you a little bit about what's so great about him. Okay. The sky is my ceiling. The ground is my floor. And the world is my one big happy home. He is, he is the most positive person, and he is one of those people. He's do, he is doing the reason I wrote live is he's doing these Instagram lives now where he takes people's questions live. But he was doing one the other day. He's done three episodes, and one was a, for um, people who are interested in getting into the music business. And you, you know, if you've come to Nashville, what do you do? And I mean, it was, it is the most inspirational thing. Like I'm not even a singer songwriter and here I go again. We're going to tell the story in a minute. I, I like, where's my guitar? I'm moving to Nashville. Like he Kenny can convince, he can convince convincing. you to do anything. I, I and, think we should, if you don't mind, I think we should set up Big and Rich for those who maybe don't know. Yes. Big and Rich were a duo and remain a duo. Yes. It's Big Kenny. Yes. Who wears the crazy top hat. Right. Always has. And the scarves and the big Jackie O sunglasses. Who is actually a farm boy from Virginia? From Virginia, super important to the story because when you first meet him, you think he's some Mick Jagger guru, and he is. That's part of Big Kenny, but he is also an incredibly humble, political, loves America farm boy from Virginia. So back in probably the mid two thousands, it was a duo, Big and Rich. It was Big Kenny and John Rich that came out of nowhere. John used to be part of Lone Star. He was a seventh member of Lone Star. He was. Did you not know that? No. Yeah. Okay, I'm today years old finding that out. Yeah. He was um um gosh, he was a lead singer. Oh. I uh, can see him right now. Richie? Rich? The head name the, the names are very close. And John Rich also yes, Don, I'm telling you, John also I, that's my first time I met John. First really? few times I was with him. He was in Lone Star. And they would sometimes Richie McDonald. Yes. And so Richie McDonald and John Rich would kind of trade every now and then on lead vocals. And then I don't know what happened. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to spec. One of two things happened. John said, I'm done. I'm going to go do my whole thing. He's always been a a very, very super talented songwriter. One of the best in in country music. He was in Lone Star. Hello, Donna. I was in radio. Richie McDonald. Richie McDonald. Thank you. Okay. I've been in country radio for for 26 years. I am blown. Mind blown. Yeah. So one of two things happened. Either John said, we've had enough, or Lone Star, you know, he said, I've had enough. I'm going to go do my own thing and become my own person. Yeah. Or Lone Star maybe said, you know, we just don't have a seventh monk anymore. Well, there was a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Keach. Oh, my God. He'd put that leg uh, up on that stop. organ and play. Yes, that's code. <laughs> that's code right there. Oh, Keach Rainwater. <laughs> ah! But, okay, so there's the, there's just yeah. a quick backstory. We're, listen, we're going to share right now. Uh, in, this, in just a moment, some some crazy big and rich, or big Kenny, big and rich stories, big but and rich specifically stories. big Kenny. 
and, well, and, and stuff like that. But go, he's very inspirational. Yeah, you know, he's very convincing. He, he's super inspirational. So I'm going to tell. Learn here in a moment. Well, so when I first um, is this a Charleston story? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, we we've we met them through um, Mike Bowser from Carl Black. Mike had, and I really don't know. I think Mike had been doing some work with. Um, their manager, Mark Oswald. Mark Oswald. And Mark had introduced, and I'm probably not doing the story justice, but so don't quote me on this, how Mike kind of met them. But Mike loved them from the, I, from the minute he met them. I remember the night he called us out of the blue. It was yeah. like nine o'clock at night. And he was with Big Kenny and John Rich in the studio. Yes. I'd never heard him before. Yes. And and Mike was like, you, you've you got to know these two are the next thing. Here, talk to him. You know how Mike is? I'm going to put him on the phone. Mike Bowser <laughs> is the president of the Car Black Automotive Group and a big part of our lives for, for yes. nearly 25 years. But I'm going to, hey, hang on, Kenny. I'm going to put Kenny on the phone right now. Yes. And, he, and, and so all of a sudden, I'm talking to Kenny Alphen and, it and was then like John Ridge. John and I had met yes. several times, and he was at Lone Star before he joined Big and Ridge. And we actually, as a, as our stories always go from left to right and sideways, um, we convinced Bill Gentry at Wild Bills mm-hmm. to book them in to play. And I will never forget, you know, because we really kind of went out on the line and said, they're great. They're amazing. You know, because Mike had told us and we really didn't know a lot about them at the time. And I remember after they played, they had a woman on stage painting live I forgot about that. to the music. Yeah. And I remember Bill Gentry being like, is there something I'm not getting? Because at the time, and later he he grew to love as everyone did big and rich but when well, they the, packed that place too sure but at the time it was earth shattering to country music like mind blown you know because you know they had a, a cast of characters that came along with them um you know and that's where Gretchen Wilson got her the start the music mafia the music mafia and um they had cowboy troy who was probably the first african american rapper to ever come on the country scene again you think of the way the world is now with little nas x and all the boundaries that have been broken and step you know stepped over and rightly so but at that time this was unheard of you know you weren't going to shows and you know how now you go and at the beginning before any artist comes out from dirks to jason out everyone the set list is all 80s rock all rap you know the the hype music they're bringing djs you know on on tour with them this wasn't going on back then so it was completely unheard of but we used to take these trips for um along with carl black they were kind enough to invite us and they were called the front page club trips and basically it was an awards trip an incentive trip for their top producers for the entire year from all of the different carl black um you know, locations. locations. And they were kind enough to always invite you and I, and we always took Victor Sansone and his wife, who was our GM at the time. And so one was in Charleston, and that was the first time that everybody kind of was around Big and Rich. And I think this was probably as they were starting to to get popular, but they probably weren't there yet. And we had all gone out and had a dinner. And after that dinner, we went to, I remember it was like a pool place in Charleston. Well, it's kind of a club. And the reason I, I, I want to pause right there is because this shows you how unknown they were at the time. Remember, they wanted to get up and play. And they wouldn't let them. And they wouldn't let them. Yeah, like, we don't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a club where, it was a teeny yeah. tiny club where like they were just playing like brick house and stuff. Right. It wasn't like they had a house band, but I mean, they wouldn't even let them get up there. And they but were people like, would look at Kenny because he always had on that top hat he, and he's always looked majestic, like yes. you said earlier. And, and, and so 
Big Kenny Alphen draws attention anywhere he goes. Yes. With just his larger than life personality. But the way that he dresses and he style, his style. Now, John is, you know, John's not near as tall and, no. and wears jeans and a black leather jacket and has a handlebar mustache. Well, and Big Kenny sings everything that he wants to say to you, too. It is a lovely day, you know. So, How you doing, my brother? Yeah. <laughs> so I, he, he started talking about how... There was this love nation that was coming because a lot of a lot of, you know, on their guitars, they would have love everybody and a lot of what they and the reason I love their music so much is they do preach about acceptance and love and, you know, just love everybody. And again, way before the times of now, but he basically had started talking to myself and Victor, who was our GM at the time and telling us that if you were an enlightened person and you were willing to accept it, that the. UFO of love was going to show up and pick everybody up and we were all going to go up and to wherever we were going. And we were just going to have this joyous time and celebration. And, you know, that there were aliens who believed in this love, who would help pilot the ship and we would all get together and meet. And I will never forget because I had bought in. Yeah. I mean, I was going. I was. You packed your bags I in was. our room. I was the, getting. Where we're on. staying at the uh, uh, Charleston, Charleston House, Charleston place. place. But the funniest line, and I'll never forget this, is, you know, Kenny trolls out this story, which now seems so unbelievable. But I mean, he really was kind of like a guru. And I'm like, I'm in, you know. And I'm sitting there listening to the whole thing. And I remember turning to Victor, and Victor said, "Well, let me go get my low first. <laughs> Because he was going to. <laughs> and he wasn't necessarily going because he believed. He was just going because I'm going, Kenny's going, and he didn't want to miss out. He told me later, he said, you know, because I said to him later the next day, I'm like, what on earth? Like, you know, we were really going to go. And he's like, I, you know. But where were you going? We didn't exactly know, but <laughs> we, we just knew it was going to be a great but, party. But Kenny had convinced you. Well, that you're you're yeah. going to miss out if you didn't go with him. Well, but I was actually... Believe- there was a spaceship involved. There was a spaceship was involved, and it was going to pick us up. But I was actually believing the message. Victor was just coming for the party. That's Victor. <laughs> but I'll never Love forget. Him. Let me go get my loafers. Yeah. <laughs> and his other thing was, I hope I don't wake Susan up. <laughs> <laughs> such good times. But Kenny is such an amazing person you know he just is he's so positive he's been a great friend always reaches out reached out after your heart attack just you know and supremely talented as an artist he's got an um he has a solo project that i i love that project i listen to it over and over and over again he used to joke he's like well i'm glad you are (laughs) you know but i love it it in and he his view of the world is what everyone should view the world acceptance tolerance love you know, just great, great stuff. You got some big Kenny stories. Save a horse, ride a cowboy, coming to your city. I'm just trying to, for people that are still like, who are big and rich? Um, Lost in this feeling. Mm. Uh, Holy Water. Great song. I played chicken with the train. I played chicken with yeah. the train, train, chicken big with time. the train. Yep. That's big a great time. song. <laughs> All right. I have a story about vacationing with Big Kenny. And to this day, I have no idea where we were. And it was when we were in Charleston that night for that event that I think it was probably three people, Mike Bowsher, Alan Barker, John Hines, and Kenny. But Kenny were going on a trip 
to go bone fishing. And they were talking about it that night. And I just happened to be standing there. And Kenny, somebody's like, Caddy, why don't you come? And just like, you know, let me get my loafers. Just like Victor, I was ready. I listen, <laughs> are you kidding me? Absolutely, I'm going. I think we were somewhere in the Bahamas. Well, you were on John Hines' property. Yes. I don't think Alan Barker ended up going because you ended up with, if you remember, you ended up with... Um, Chapman. Ch- Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. And, and who had just learned, Christian artist Gary Chapman had just learned that his wife was with Vince Gill. Yes. What's her name? <laughs> Amy. Yeah. So it was a really bad five days for Gary. I won't, well, Wasn't he was. your roommate? How, well, everybody, everybody just kind of crashed where they crashed. But Hines had maybe six apartments and two houses on this island where we were. John Hines is an attorney for very large automotive groups. So John Hines was the attorney for the Car Black Automotive Group. That was a connection. So they're all like, let's go. We're doing our next trip. They've done this a couple of times before. We're going to do our next trip in six months. And I'm like, yeah, let me get my loafers. I'm in. So <laughs> the time comes around to go. And I'm just, I'm excited. I'm super, super excited. And during this time, in that six months, Big Kenny and John and you and I, and, and we'd all become much tighter. Yeah. And very, very, even, you know, friendlier. And and so I remember we flew out of Hartsfield and it was snowing. And it was Mark Oswald was on our flight. He was their manager. Also managed Gretchen Wilson back in the day. Kenny Chesney for a long, long time. Mark Oswald was in charge of, of, of Kenny's career. And we're sitting at a bar like nine o'clock at Hartsfield. And um, Gretchen Wilson had just hit with Redneck Woman. And I, I'd played it the night before. Gosh, just to show you how long ago. I was doing 7 to Midnight. I was doing right. Crying, Loving, or Leaving. So I had played it, debuted it in Atlanta, Redneck Woman, the night before. And I told Mark that. He's like, well, let's, let's call her. Let's call her. I want you to talk to Gretchen. Tell her you were the first one in America to play it. I think you were doing Afternoons. Was I? Yeah. Okay. And so at night, you know, Gretchen is probably Nashville, which is an hour behind. And, and Gretchen... Just like Big and Rich, and uh, you know, they were. It was the music mafia for a reason. There was there were thickest thieves, they were but tight. they also they were all they they enjoyed themselves. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. And so eight o'clock national time for Gretchen, and she has no interest in speaking to me right. whatsoever. <laughs> right. You know? and I, just awkward. I, because I didn't, I, you know, Mark just kind of handed me the phone. Uh, yeah. I'm calling her. Gretchen's ringing. You know, yeah. tell her what happened uh, yesterday. Hi, Gretchen, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like Jack. You know, she's like. <laughs> 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 just waking up for the first time. But so we flew to Miami and in Miami, we picked up private jets and we flew to the Bahamas somewhere. Somewhere. And I remember landing on this Island somewhere and all of these boy, people, people that lived on the Island knew John Hines. And they knew that when Mr. Hines came to the Island, he was bringing people and there's going to be work. It reminds me of that scene in, um, where with, they come out of the woods, yeah. literally with baskets on their heads. With King Julian. Yes. Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes. And that's, that's John Hines. It's King Julian. And he is on the island. He comes maybe, you know, six times a year. Madagascar. Madagascar. And, and so we land on this dirt road and there's rocks kicking up and it's dusty. And, and, you know, we're about to hit trees as we, you know, go down this runway that's no longer than our driveway, really. And these people are surrounding the plane and they're doing chants and songs. And they have, I'm, <laughs> they're in like a dress, traditional dress. I'm not. Donna, I'm not kidding. I you know weren't you're there. Not. I'm telling you. Well, I didn't talk to you for I four days. I thought they were going <laughs> to. Because there was no, but there was no cell service. I mean, it was kind of at the edge of nowhere. And I thought that they were riding and going to steal the plane or something. I didn't know they were for us. It appeared they were very, it appeared to me they were very angry. Right. You know, that they were coming for the plane. <laughs> and so we get off the plane. There's one bar on this island. It's very, very, um, 
secluded. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I think I need to. Okay. Donna, I'm going to turn your microphone off. So anyway, we spend days there and we're just, nobody could speak really for five days and had a really good time. We went on, John had two or three boats and we go out to go bone fishing. Now, now Kenny was, you got to tell the story though, because Kenny was not on the island. He appeared from Atlantis on his yes, own boat. Well, he had been doing a radio show in yeah. Minneapolis. He and John is big and rich. And so he flew in the next day, but to the island, but had to go to Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And stand uh, stay a day because none of the planes wanted to fly. He got there like at 10 p.m. And they're like, you know what? Just stay at Atlantis for one night and then the plane will bring you over to the island tomorrow. So Kenny just appears on the island. But we go bone fishing. I didn't know what that was. Bone fishing is where um, these bone fish, you spear them, if I recall. Well, someone goes down and spears the fish, and right? Yeah, but they the, the water down. is really at, at about your knee where yeah. you go out into these I mean, beautiful waters. We call them the flats. Yes, the flats. And, 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 and so... You, you're trying to stab bonefish, and it looks really fun. I remember Mark Oswald and I were like, you know what? We're just going to sit here and drink beer. So we just sat on the yacht, you know, and watched everybody else just disappear. You know, they get smaller and smaller the further they walked out. The The challenge is that sharks also feast on bonefish. Yeah. And I remember on the way out, because the boat had to stop, because it got so shallow, the boat had to stop pretty far out, and then everybody had to walk in the water, in the ocean. But again, it was water up to your knee. And I remember them saying, now listen, you know the rules. If a shark approaches you, you just reach down and grab a handful of sand and throw it in their eyes. <laughs> what? So that's when I looked at Mark Oswald and he looked at me and we're like, you know I just what? can't imagine you doing that. I can see Mike being like, no problem. Oh, they came back with coolers full yeah. of lobster and bonefish. And so when we got back to the home, to, to John's homes, the, the he had people that worked for him. And they would come down and grab the coolers, and they would take them back up to the house, and and just fillet. Two it hours all. later, we had the most unbelievable seafood feast. That, it's amazing. Um, so it was, um, you know, the station, the radio station was not overexcited about you going about my relationship with being rich. And, sure. and, and well, here is why: because they didn't. The radio station really didn't want you to have a relationship with artists. They felt that that was management's position that it was the program directors, um, and it was almost a, you're an air talent, you don't need a relationship with these people. They wanted to control the relationship. That's probably the better way to put it, Donna. The true relationships and friendships that I have to this day with artists, most I met through the Carl Black Automotive Group. Absolutely. They had a relationship with country artists that was deeper and meant more to these artists than any radio station relationship. Because Carl Black partnered with these artists through the years, yeah, well, and, and they and, pushed and, their product, uh, you know, projects when the record labels couldn't afford to to buy radio time, airtime, and so Carl Black would use because I voice his spots for tw- the commercials for twenty five years. You know, they would always be promoting these artists that they partnered with their their new albums and 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 new singles and, and concerts and stuff like that because the radio label, the record labels rather couldn't afford to buy radio for these artists. Well, and it started out very, um, cause people have asked us before, like how did Carl Black get the relationship with all of these artists? And we've talked in a previous pod, we could tell stories about Mike Bowser and Carl Black all day, but, um, you know, Mike's biggest dream was always to go to the CMA awards. And we've talked in a previous pod about how we finally got him involved on a trip and he was sitting up, you know, in the 300 level section with a blocked view, but loving life and appreciative, and was like, you know what, I'm going to get, because he was on the dealer board and later became president of the dealer board, he understood that this was where GM needed to be. 
Um, and with the dealership, it started out with, honestly, with Mark Wills, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And they would give him a few cars, and he would talk about the, um, you know, the dealership. And so it was very loosely based in the beginning. And then we connected Mike with one of our former employees and a good friend of ours, Melanie Wilson, who had moved back to Nashville, who used to work for the radio station. And she really put this entire program together and helped launch it successfully and ran it, you know, just seamlessly. But what they were so great about is they would find artists like, you know, like we've talked about before, Jason Aldean played the parking lot when he was married to Jessica, his previous wife, who worked at a bank. And they... A couple hundred people showed up. Yeah. You know, and started with Luke Bryan before Luke became famous. You know, we used to laugh that it was always fun to hear from Melanie when these were young artists and they'd bring the trucks back. She'd be like, there's guns and diapers under (laughs) Luke's truck seat, you know, because he had had little kids and everything. But, you know, it, it, it started out that way. And you're right. You were so fortunate to be brought in. We, you know, they were family. Carl Black is our family. They will always be our family. And so we were part of the family. And so you had these great opportunities outside of the radio station to interact with artists and, you know, get to know them better. Because with radio, it's so competitive with the artists. They really don't want relationships with the personalities in, in markets where it's cutthroat, like Atlanta. Right. Like Phoenix, Charlotte, Dallas. Um, so the artist knew I was actually there wherever there might be in a green room somewhere backstage uh, as a, I was representing Carl Black. I right. wasn't necessarily representing a radio station, you know? And so it allowed me to get super close with so many artists when they were coming up and those relationships continue today. But back then I'm telling you the man- management at kicks did not like the fact that I was befriending just wasn't like I was a stalker fan, but just because of the Carl Black stuff, we were around one, all these artists all the time for different things. And but I think it was more programming. I mean, Victor was very supportive, you know, of that. And 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 also, it was a different time in radio. We were like one big dysfunctional family that traveled together, worked together. I mean, it was such a great time and so much fun. But that that I can't imagine that would go on nowadays. But those were some good times. And John Rich has written, you talk about, we talked about Kenny, John Rich has made so much what they call, tell everybody what mailbox money is. Mailbox money is when, when you write a hit song, like, And maybe not for yourself. No, when John Rich wrote Redneck Woman for Gretchen Wilson, and she released that song, and it spent multiple, multiple multiple weeks, number one, every time that song is played in the last 20 years, John Rich gets, as a songwriter, he gets mailbox money, he gets a check. Called royalties. Yes. And so if you have the number of hits that someone like John Rich has, or Thomas Rhett would also be a current day example, mm-hmm. who writes all of his stuff, but also writes for other people, you can make more money as a songwriter than you will ever make as an artist. Now, or, if you're a touring musician, if you're both, yeah, those are the ones that, that are. Uh, that's the holy grail. Yes. John Rich, here for the party, Redneck Woman for uh, Gretchen, Johnny Cash, Why Hicktown for Jason Aldean. Yeah. Mississippi Girl for Faith Hill. Great song. Like We Never Loved It All for Tim and Faith. And that that's just maybe seven of the 30 hits. I think people would be surprised sometimes, just even with that listing, to find out that um, who actually, that artists write songs. You know, sometimes you just think songwriters write songs for artists, but that artists write songs for artists, and they're smart enough. And, and he was always so, so smart to know exactly who needed 
to record that music. You know, sometimes it's not the best thing to keep the song for yourself. It'll actually, again, make you more money to send it out into the world. With Mississippi Girl from Faith Hill, Faith actually sent out a pitch. She wanted a song, an autobiographical song about her being raised in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I think that seven songwriters submitted, and she chose John Rich's version yeah. of Mississippi Girl. And that's, yeah, that's why, great. Yeah. That's how he got that guitar-shaped uh, pool at Fontenelle. At Fontenelle. Yeah. Things needed when you're injured in a car accident. Number one, a doctor. Number two, a lawyer. Luckily, 1-800-HURT-911 has them both. HURT-911 has doctors to help you recover experienced attorneys that can get you the compensation that you deserve. When you are injured in a car accident, the first call is 911. It is a 911 call. Immediately after, cover yourself. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation with doctors and attorneys and anyone else that's going to help you heal after a car accident. 1-800-HURT-911. Facilities are state-of-the-art, the high standards of cleanliness. Uh, HURT-911, they're very aware of what's going on and the fact that the pandemic has heightened how important it is for us to get and stay healthy. At HURT-911, that's always been the focus. So if you've been injured in a car accident, even though life, as we know, has changed it, their commitment to helping you if you're in a uh, car accident, you're injured, has not changed at all. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. Prior to everything going on in the world, were you aware of Zoom? Z-O-O-M. Zoom is a video teleconferencing system, would you say, Donna, that yeah, everybody platform. is using right now? It's a platform. Okay. You know, it started out being Skype and then Zoom took over. We, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Skype was one, obviously, from a long time ago. And we've I've done Zoom meetings for over a year and... It's just a great, you know, it, like if we tell, I always tell so Skype and, and, and Zoom the same company? No, two oh, different saying, companies. Okay, so like Blue Jeans is one that I used to exactly. use with Morning Show Consultants. So Skype was really popular okay. in the beginning, and now Zoom has kind of taken over. The number of Zoom users before the pandemic averaged uh, about 10 million a year. Hundreds of millions now with people isolated at home under uh, coronavirus precautions, 10 million to hundreds of millions. We hear a lot now about the positive stories. And that's fantastic. The great stories. And we often, you know, we, we talk about those here on the podcast as well, but what we're seeing now is a lot of not just some ugliness begin to rear its head. And, and one of the most disturbing for me is what they're calling zoom bombing, zoom bombing. And this happened the other day. Um, there was an online AA meeting or an AA meeting being on Zoom. Right. So you have these recovering alcoholics that during a very difficult time are trying to continue to work the program and attend meetings on Zoom. And there was someone that got the code for the meeting and they crashed this AA meeting and literally took over it. And, yeah. and we're saying things like alcohol is so good. You need right. to drink. You need to drink. And you know, alcoholic, alcoholics anonymous is anonymous for a reason. Right. 
there are people that, that are very private about that kind of stuff and they're, so they're working the program. Someone asked me about heartbreaking. that. Well, you know, and what you do, cause someone said, well, can't they see each other on a zoom meeting? You know, do you want to be, you can also turn off your um, video. You don't have to have your video on if you want to remain anonymous. And I know like the zoom bombing, it, it's been happening with some of the school stuff, the virtual school stuff where people are going in and, you know, calling racial slurs to like the teacher who may be teaching or saying something. They can and, post pictures. Yeah. I mean, you know, just bad stuff. Bad pictures. Yeah. That suddenly just appear because they find the code to your Zoom meeting somewhere or someone gives it to them. I think that's what's happening a lot with the online courses with the college kids. I do too. And, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're almost encouraging their friends to, to come to, in and do to it. To Zoom bomb. Because you are semi-anonymous, I think, when you're doing that. But, you know, Zoom is um, – and it's true. Normally, you have an IT department, you know, at your work that kind of, you know, filters everything through and checks the codes and everything. But it's kind of the wild, wild west right now with everyone working from home. So, And a lot of first-time users. Yeah, I think it's happening a lot more. You know, I think it's also a, a, an, an interesting – I mean, a sad um, discussion, too, about – just you talk about the AA meeting is that I think it's an incredibly challenging time right now for people who have addiction issues because, um, and when we've done it too, we've joked about, you know, what our first day is going to look like. I'm going to go have a margarita. I'm going to do this. And, you know, um, I think if you, if you have a problem right now with alcohol or drugs, it's, it's a tough time to be on social media because every meme is about, you know, drinking and Corona teeny and, and, and when we're all having a poke at that well, and the zoom happy hours. Yeah. I mean, and it is lighthearted fun for those of us who can imbibe and not have it be a problem, but for true people who suffer with addiction, you know, there's also the secondary thing we've talked a lot about it with mental health too, of isolation, you know, and what, what keeps addicts healthy is being in community, you know, being around supportive people, getting out of your head, you know, going out and exercising and walking. And, and while you could say, well, you know, it may be a good time because bars aren't open and everything, you know, liquor stores are open. And, and, and there's really no one to sort of run interference on you if you're, a, if you're alone by yourself. Um, and it's also a scary time, you know. And during scary times, that, that can sometimes trigger people who have addiction issues, you know, to, to go back to that. So I just, I think if... Um, if there's someone in your life who, um, and, and maybe it's a, a relative or a friend that you know, you know, now, now's not a good time to out people. But I mean, if you know that they have had an issue in the past, it probably warrants like picking up the phone and say, listen, how are you dealing with this? How, how's it going? Because um, I think it's, it's a tough time for people right now, just in general. But I can't imagine adding addiction on top of it, you know, how hard it is. And for, for many it can be trying to walk into an A meeting at a church. Right. Much less, maybe you don't know about the technology. Maybe you don't know how to use Zoom. And right. you're, you're really struggling. You're right. really. I saw a statistic, Donna, that there was a week in March. And this article, I think it was in the New York Post, did not, I did, but it was about America. Did not say which week it was in March. But there was a 55% spike in liquor sales Yeah, in America. I think it's easy to do right now. We're, nobody's on a schedule. You know, what What keeps people, I think, sometimes from sliding into addiction is that job that you have to go to in the it morning. Hold you accountable. Yeah. That your kids, that you, I'll, I'll give you another one, that you have to go to carpool, that you have, you know, you're driving. You don't want to get a DUI. Now you're just home and, you know, but I think you also have to remember your kids are home and they're seeing and watching and, 
you know, I, I also think I, I'm trying to like, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty. I do it with my friends too, those memes and virtual happy hours. But you also don't want your kids to think that in times of stress, that's the go-to. You know, I think you have to be careful with that messaging too. that, you know, oh, it's virtual happy hour and, we, you know, I'm going from coffee to wine and mommy's mommy's little helper, or, you know, daddy's little helper. Um, you know, we're not big drinkers at home. We've always been more. We we like the camaraderie, the, we're social, the social out, out of the home social drinker. And, and I'm not we saying like that, I'm not friends. saying one is better. Absolutely or, not. You know, this is not this is not what this is about. But I will say, it would be very out of the ordinary for our girls and even Will if right now we were really knocking, suddenly mixing drinks, knocking them back at, at home because we we just don't do it. And part of it is, you know, when you get teenage kids, you sort of have to disassemble your bar. Let me just tell you that. If you're listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine not having drinks every night. I've got little kids. Eventually, you sort of have to, like, for a while, my our bar was in a clothes basket in my closet. It hid my hang-up clothes. Yeah, and not because anyone was up, again, to anything, you know, horrible. But you do, you find when you have... um middle school and high school kids, you don't want it as out and accessible. And so it would be very different for our kids. So I do think you have to, with that messaging, you know, be careful with your kids to let them know that that's not the, always the best way to cope, you know, because they're watching, they're listening. And, and let me say, before you come at me, I'm a partier. When I go out, I party. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, put on your Mormon clothes and hide in the closet. That's not the point of this. But I do think it's, it's easy to go. It's a slippery slope. It's well, easy to go down that road. And if you, you you know yourself better than anybody. Right. And so if you were concerned before all this crap about maybe you were, maybe I'm drinking too much, you know, yeah. maybe, um, you know, and then, and then we roll into this. Yeah. You've, you, you almost it, feel like you've given yourself a free pass yeah. because times are tough. And I think it helps when you have someone like we're accountable to each other. I would say to you, hey, cool it. You would to me too. But I think well, if I think at home, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Right. You never had a drink at home. But if you're alone. Now catch me. <laughs> if you're alone, you you know, it's harder to, to have someone hold you accountable. So I think you know, were hearing a lot about mental, checking with the, 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 you know, about people's mental health, check in, um, you know, this and that. Check if, it, let's add substance abuse. Yeah, and check, check in if, with yourself. If you, if you know someone. Yeah, just check in with yourself. Like, you know what? Am I doing it more than I should be? During this time, it's important for us to support everyone, support our community. Um, it's going to be a good Friday mm. coming up because Gallery Furniture, who is is a, 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 a provides pod support for my second act, Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville, um, you still have time to post on their Facebook page if you need a little help right now or if you know of, of someone who needs a little help right now. And on Good Friday, Gallery Furniture is going to pay a handful of power bills for people in the community that could use a little, little pick-me-up right now. Isn't that going to be awesome? That's a great way to um, you know, to celebrate Good Friday is with just doing something nice for someone. And they Gallery has always done this. They've always been a huge community supporter. Um, they are one of the first ones to step up in their community and surrounding communities to say, how can we help? Um, and it's really super important, as we've said, that you shop local and support these businesses that are doing this. Um, so if you are in the market for any type of furniture now or when this is all over, 
please, please, please consider gallery furniture for your you know, choice for that. And um, th- they're still doing business, you know, they're still taking calls. So, you know, a lot of people are sitting home and they're looking around and saying, God, my mattress is bad. My, you know, this is bad. And, and they do have the money to, to, to go out and spend some extra money right now on furniture. And if that's you and you're in that position, please call Donna or Marilyn and they'll be happy to help you out. Marilyn sold, has been selling things over FaceTime. Yeah, she's amazing. If you don't even, you know, if you would prefer not to go to the store in Gainesville, you can still, you still have online options and, and, you know, they're all over social media, gallery furniture, Gainesville, but Marilyn will help you live on FaceTime How about when that? she's at, uh, at the store, helping you get something gallery furniture, Browns bridge road in Gainesville. Let's talk about, um, I think we have time for your appy feature. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Is it time? Uh, yeah. All right. Count me down for my song. The, like. The theme song? Yes. For Appy? Yes. Okay, we'll give the Plinko statement. Appy is when we have time. Okay. When we have time for this segment, when we're low on content. Or we're actually the, running long. When the listeners call for it, which they are. <laughs> they or are. when the listeners call for it, Donna pitches an app that she enjoys and thinks that you could also benefit from. Correct. Okay, so count me right, down. Three, two, one, two, three, go. Come on, get Appy. All right. So is that, is that it? That's it. It's, it's really short. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. We're we're unionized. Are we? <laughs> and I, the musicians are just, they're not available yeah. right now. So that's what we've got. Um, okay. So my app is actually going to help you make money. This app was suggested to you and I. I've been using it now for almost a year, but it was suggested to you and I from our friend, Richie, um, who is an officer. Officer Phil Richie. Officer Phil Richie. So he's canine officer here in Alpharetta. But this has nothing to do with you having a canine. <laughs> or a dog or being in the police force. The app is called Job Spotter. This one. Yes. And so basically I call it Pokemon for adults. Okay, do you remember when your kids were doing that crazy thing that Pokemon Go and you'd be driving and they'd be like, watch Slow out. Down. There's a Slow squid down. there's a squid diddle. Yeah. You know, on the side of the road. <laughs> and I've got to get it. So um what was it? The squid diddle. So this app is basically what you do is you download the app and you sign up and anytime there is a an opening for a job, a sign anywhere. The sign could be at Chick-fil-A. The sign could be at your gym. The sign could be at a gas station. You take a picture of the sign and you hit the green check mark on the app and it gets in, it goes, it goes into the queue and you get different points based on were you the first person to see the sign have 50 people turned it in i've gotten like one where i had like 100 points and i can't remember where it was um, because nobody had turned in the sign yet so you can you could literally you know do 10 in a row if once the malls open and you can still do them even though places are closed they may have you know now hiring signs for later when the world comes back but what happens is they go into um, a queue and you get points for them and what the points go for are amazon dollars okay and so it it takes a little bit of time like at first you're going to be like okay i only have 10 cents in here well when i was first introduced to this app with richie we were on a trip. This is back in August, maybe. We were on a trip to where were we? Omaha, I, uh, something like Nebraska, that. Nebraska, to see John Party in concert. And everywhere we went, Richie would get out his camera and start taking pictures. And I finally, I didn't know he was taking pictures of help wanted signs. And so I finally said, "Dude, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And he explained it to me. And, and he was making, I mean, to just take pictures and photographs. He was he was doing well. Well, and what I use it for is then it just it it it's all Amazon. 
you know, so all of the all of the money goes into Amazon. And then when you're ready to use it, you just transfer. It's so easy. It's a simple transfer over to your Amazon account. Then you can use it for whatever you're ordering on Amazon. Toilet paper, paper towels, whatever you're getting. Um, but it's called Job Spotter. Two words, J-O-B and then Spotter, S-P-O-T-T-E-R. And it is, it's kind of fun. Like, you know, Olivia and them will laugh at me. I'm like, hold on, there's a sign. And they're like, mom, oh my gosh. But it takes two minutes. You just snap a photo, upload the photo, and it's in. They pull up all the other information for what the business is. You don't do anything past that. And people have said to me, what do they use this stuff for? And it's actually linked to um, a a job uh, site. Recruitment, yeah. Like, you know, any of those job recruitment sites that you go to. And they need those jobs to obviously offer them to other people. So you're kind of doing like a good thing at the time. So there's my appy for this week, Job Spotter. Oh, so you got to go out with a song too. So I, I, one, two, one, two, three, four. We got appy. I'd like to see a little more oomph from uh-huh. on this segment. So uh, we'll add the uh, appy of this episode to the letter, which hits your inbox every Saturday morning around nine o'clock. And um, what it is is links to things we've talked about and giveaways and photographs and pictures to help you visualize the stories that we've talked about, alternate episode titles. Uh, We have nothing to do with naming the episodes. That's all done by Hans Appen and Carl Appen here at Appen Media Group. But we all write down alternate episode titles, what, what could have been a title. And it just didn't make it. I want to say also about the episode, about the Kenny Rogers episode, the fact that Hans titled that episode Daytime Friends and Nighttime Lovers. Yeah, that's you. And I, I didn't get that. Yeah. For like two days after the episode dropped. It's subtle. It is. But that's what we were. Well, and like, in a and, lot of different ways. And, and for example, in this letter, we'll have um, pictures. We got. I've got some great pictures from um, your trip. Um, to wherever I was to the Bahamas. Yes. <laughs> and fishing. we have all, all of the people who introduced the pods. We have their fishing. pictures up there. So it's just, it's a good time. Free and fun text left on red, left on red, R E D the color left on red, no spaces to the number two, two, eight, two, eight. And I will also say this about the letter. Once the world does open back up and concerts are back in town, that's going to be your go-to place to win tickets. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and get signed up so that, you know, when Kenny Chesney and when the world comes back Everybody around, schedules and- yeah, you'll be in. Tracy Cousineau just launched their new supercharged virtual listing system. Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. Home shopping options are available. You can take a virtual tour online. You can schedule a sanitized social distancing tour in person. For more information on these options and more, Tracy Cousin, the real estate expert advisors, they're here for you and your home purchasing needs. Real estate has been listed as an essential business. And Tracy Cousineau is selling and closing homes daily. Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. I noticed this on social media. Uh, Jane Ann Lanning wrote, I had my home listed with five different realtors over several years with no results, had a separate garage apartment, and it seemed to be a small niche market. Tracy sold my home in 12 days at full price. I'd heard the ads, but was blown away with the results. If you want to sell your home, make sure you are packed and ready because you will sell it. Could not be any happier with the experience. And, you know, if you have one of those properties, it's had multiple listings, multiple real uh, agents and, and, and realty companies. And you're tired of that. Somebody's not doing their job. They're not marketing your home like they should. Tracy Cousineau does that. TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U. Because you know 
She's going to sell your home, Tracy Cousineau.com. Okay. So you know that saying like, um, come on, get see you're in now. You know that saying like how today, today I was, I am today years old when I learned, you know, Uh, well, you had one earlier in this episode. I did. Yeah. About John Rich from Lone Star. So like you said something the other day and I was like, okay, that's not how that's said. And you were like, no, yes, it is. My entire life. Okay. It was one of those words where when I saw it written, like on the computer, you know, some somewhere about a couple of weeks ago, I didn't know what it was. I was like, what does that say? What does that spell? Because I had called that something else my entire life, and it's Chester drawers. <laughs> you know those things that are in your, your house, in your bedroom specifically. A bureau. Some people used to call it a bureau. Where I've never heard that, but where you put your clothes. <laughs> yes. I did not. I, I, my entire life, thought it was named after a man named Chester. <laughs> like the Cheeto guy. And it was Chester drawers. C-H-E-S-T-E-R. Go put that in your Chester drawers. <laughs> and I found out three weeks ago, I was today years old when I found out it's chest of. Oh, chest of drawers or chest of drawers. Chest of drawers. Chest of it's drawers. It's not Chester. It's not named no. after my name Chester. <laughs> I was, it was one of those, it floored me. I was like, what? Were you embarrassed? I'm, no, I mean, I'm 46 <laughs> years old and I thought that, that it was Chester. I've got one. Chester came up with the drawers. Okay, I've got one where I'm. I was today years old, and you were the one who told me. Like of all people, you like told me. Okay, this is how you know. You know how like when you get like a rental car or another car, and you're like, I would pull up to the gas pump. I think you were in the car with me, and I'm like, oh shoot, okay, my gas, <laughs> my gas tank's not on this side. And then I would try to turn again, and I'm like, okay, wait, what? And then you were like, okay, you're still on the wrong side. Look at the arrow. <laughs> and you're like, what arrow? I said the arrow on your gas gauge. Inside your car. Right. Well, right, you're looking right at it. You just I don't know what it is. I have no idea. That's it's kind of like the arrow in FedEx. Unless you are staring at the back of a FedEx truck, you don't see the arrow. Yeah. That's in the E and X. Okay, I've got one for you. Yeah. Did you know that? Well, but the gauge, it, it shows it, you. It shows you. Yeah. There's an arrow. So it's now, a triangle. Now it shows I'm always you left like, or right. And even now that I know which side of the. You um, still check. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at my little thing. And tell just make sure it had changed. Yeah, and it's like, right, right. Right. Yeah. So did you know that Arby's roast beef? Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh-uh. That it stands for RB. Get it? Roast beef. Okay. Arby's. A-R-B-Y-S. I had no idea. Arby's. Arby's roast beef. RB. Roast beef. I get it. I, yeah. I, I, no, that's, that's, I was today years old. Okay. And here's the last one I'm okay. going to leave you with. You ready? You sure? Yes. In a Capri Sun, yeah. when you go to pop the little straw in okay. you got to get in. you remember when the kids were little yeah. and you're like oh yeah damn well you have to use you have a 50 50 shot at doing oh, it right the gosh. first time but you have to find the end that has the that's that like looks like a shank yes from a prison fight <laughs> and then if it like doesn't go in the right way you're like that's when you're like no more of these we're not having these anymore you don't need them they're not good for you and like five minutes ago you were all in just trying to find the little, little thing to poke the hole into so the capri sun hole is the dot on the eye in capri Oh, you mean like the, the it's a lowercase I and it's yes. literally the, the little the, dot. The tittle. Yes, the Is tittle. Is it a tittle? A toddle, I don't know. <laughs> tittle a toddle. But yeah, that's a where diddle? you that's where you poke your straw in. How about that? Love that. We're like a public service are, are podcast yeah, too. Sure yeah. we are. We're classified as as entertainment news and music. And essential media. That too. All right, pod peeps for this episode. Uh Brooke Scott, I listen to work to make the mid morning pass quickly until lunch. The other morning when the clock went off, I seriously considered taking a mental health day, but I remembered it was a podcast day and got on up. <laughs> it was Just a Thursday. Go ahead and get up. 
Uh, oh, and Eric Church, mistress named Music and Drinks About Feelings. Lyric genius. Stay well. We need y'all. Brooke Scott, thank you for listening. That's very and sweet. And now you have a mental health day that you can take on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday when a new episode does not upload. Exactly. Okay, I think you're going to be impressed by this one. Uh, Carrie Dees wrote me and said, this is for you, okay. I have to tell you the appy is awesome. Thank you so much for announcing Proposity. I can't do a lot, but I can do some for for, them, for thermometers for kids. Right now they're doing thermometers, just so you know, in Proposity. Given our current situation, I think it was a good choice. I love that Caddy's back on the air and that you're with him. Keep rocking and bump it to three times a week. Um, but yes, so, so he has found usefulness in Appy. And Proposity was a good one. That was one I mentioned a while back. You can go on there and do very small donations right now for as low as $4. Um. All right, that's it for Pod Peeps this episode. But we can always connect and communicate. Go back and forth on social media at ATL Cadillac on Twitter and Instagram, and the Cadillac Jack fan page on Facebook. Who introed the show today? That voice was Paula Hollabaker. Paula Hollabaker. We went to high school together. She was Paula Holler, and right. then became a baker. Um, Paula is a huge cheerleader for us. She's awesome. Back in North Carolina. The other day, she sent me a picture of a bus. Remember on the last pod when I said, if you see a bus, send a bus? She sent me a picture of a bus. We were friends in middle school and through high school. And by the time I graduated in 98. 98. I hear you. We were very, very tight. Now, and, did y'all and, ever kiss? No. You say like you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you digging through, the, digging my, through your mind? Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. No. Paul and I were just friends. But um, she I did the kissed intro. a lot of people I was just friends with. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Campbell High School. Okay. Paul Hollabaker. Paul Hollabaker uh, lives in Denver, North Carolina, which is uh, outside of Charlotte, Lake Norman area. Yes. And um, she is the receptionist and cheerleading coach at Mill Creek Middle School. Paula awesome. was a big cheerleader. Not big as in size. Yeah. A, gr- a good cheerleader. But a great cheerleader. So yeah. she coaches now. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and is the uh, the coach there at Mills Creek Middle School. Uh, going back to being a school psychologist in their future, you know, when she lived here in Atlanta, she was she yeah. did that for yep. I think Cobb County Schools and, and Bartow County Schools. That's when I first met her, and um, we have kids around the same age, so we would. Um, I remember we went to Children's Museum, and she she's just she's an, just a great person, a lot of fun to be around. And so, I said. Uh, going back and forth with Paula. We last time we saw Paula and her husband was Ken was um Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean at Centrist Park. They came down with some friends in North Carolina. And so I said best memory at uh, St. Stephen's High School, which is where we all went to to high school together. And she wrote, I guess just being active cheering yearbook staff and our trips to the Firebird Drive-In. Oh boy. And I reached back out to her and I said, was the Firebird the one on Springs Road that showed the dirty movies? Because I remember as a child, every time you rode by that place, you were just mesmerized, even during the daytime. You know what I'm saying? Because every time you drove by, you knew what was going to be happening there later that night. Mm. And dirty movies and things, you know, now you can get them anywhere. And that's a whole nother conversation. But back then it was almost, what would you call it, Don? It's... um, uh, secret or well you wanted it to be but when you're pulling out of a drive pulling out of a driving movie that shows triple x movies on a friday night on what they were showing triple x yes. movies yes. and you and paul hollabaker no, were watching these no no two different movie drive-ins two different drive-in theaters okay the thunderbird showed you know uh, 
regular. The sound of music? Yes, yes. But it was the sound of other things that uh, the the movie theater on Springs Road was showing. But can you imagine like pulling out at 10 o'clock after the movie's over and it's dark and you're trying to be real sneaky and like speed on to Springs Road so nobody sees you pulling out and your preacher man pulls up behind you or something? No. Well, he might be in there. He He might be pulling out behind you. He went out the back. Honking the horn for you to make the left. Make a left on red and get out of there. <laughs> I tell you, Paula's daughter, too, Haynes, is, um, she is super talented. She's a great singer. Um, so, and cheerleader. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So thank you, Paula Hollebaker, for everything that you do. and uh, Your friendship, continued friendship, and your support and, and marketing of My Second Act. Yes, we love our, um, we love our, marketers out there we have multi-level marketing yeah we're running yes yes multi-level marketing opportunities are available we do have a small ask of you three things if you would number one hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up number two rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod and number three show our sponsors some love and our sponsors include 1-800-HURT-911 car accident it's a 911 call Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. Gallery Furniture on Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna or ask for her daughter, Marilyn. Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. And Dinner Affair, $30 off any order for first-time customers. Just use promo code CADDY. Core 57 Milton and Alfred, uh, Alfred City Center present the Caddy and Donna Hype Song Spotify playlist. Check that out. Brand new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are so proud to be a part of the App and Podcast Network. 